it's the uh, your significant other's affordable life plan. Right for your Phew. significant. And then, so, yeah. Ah, oh. quiet. Oh, that went by fast. You know, Mike. What's a Vista print? Nothing captures the perfect moment like a photo. Okay, and that's why I'm so glad really? we have Vista print. Well, because the problem with photos is I can never print it right. or, or make a decorative Merry Christmas card. Right. This is for your holiday cards. It doesn't matter that you're Jewish. If you want to get a a, a, ha a Merry Christmas card, these are the people to call. These to print. Well, can I uh, – my problem is I'm behind with my mortgage account, so I oh, can go to foreclosure. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you can save your home. How? How can you help? I Call mean, America for I'm behind with my mortgage savings. They'll send you a brochure. Mike, I'm being saved for closure. That's right. Uh, I told me that these current laws don't help secure me. When I started my business, I would close the business every night. And on the fourth night, I was already foreclosed. Oh, my God. That was because it was a consecutive. Right, the fortnight. That took you two weeks, that joke. <laughs> What's the USAA? They're like uh, uh, old people. service. They, they do the, the heavy work for you, and you can save a lot of money. Oh, that's cool. Well, I've already saved a lot of money on my insurance, and I'm like, oh, look, not game footage. It's a great time killer on your phone. It's mobile click three. <laughs> Just yeah, click three or more. <laughs> it's free to play. It's free to play. It's free to start. Look how pretty. Wow. Those microtransactions are beautiful. Blossom Blast Saga. Download today or don't. Oh, finally. Ski Party. They finally made this bus drive hugely long. Yeah. So many ads. Wow, we took the Greyhound when it was cool. That's right. They have arrived. Now, Mike, this film, even though it was uh, American International, they did spend money on uh, animal trainers. Now, you know that polar bears are killers, okay? But they managed to tame right. a polar bear, and we'll see that polar bear interacting with everyone safely in this film. You'll see. Wow, how can they train a polar bear? You mean like interact and do double takes? Yep. It wasn't like a guy in a polar bear suit? No, Michael. It was a real <laughs> – okay. <laughs> because – oh, wow, well, I can't wait to see a actual polar bear in this movie. Now, this is Mr. Pevney, and he's sort of like our guide, and he uh, arranges all the you know skiing lessons and the contests and everything. Um, and right now he's saying he got a letter from all the boys' father saying chaperones weren't required, but unfortunately he didn't get the same letter from the girls' parents, so therefore we're wow. going to have chaperones. That's a classic joke. Guys, take a break. Right now we're having all fathers. Of, uh, fear about getting hurt skiing, and they're overhearing the infirmary screams. Oh, right. And he's going through a wacky list. <laughs> this guy's name is now, your father's... Lewis, right? And he was a radio and TV yeah. guy, but mostly for game shows. 
So he has that game show look. He's got the horn rim glasses and the tight ass hair. That's his um, trademark signature. He always had the horn rim glasses. But listen, this is funny. His name's Robert Q. Lewis, right? And it was an accident yeah. with Q. Um, here it is. Huh. 1942, he responds to a reference to a radio comedian, uh, F. Chase, right? The character's name was Colonel Lemel Q. Play, something like that. And he goes, and this is Robert Q. Lewis. And he kind of said it by accident. And then he always oh. Q just for the hell of it. And that stuck. And that's it. That's how he got his sad card. And they would say, what is the Q for? And he would say quizzical because he was a game show guy. Oh, right. He's also gay, though. Is he? There was other options. I don't know. Well, there's something that happens. Maybe you're right. Now, Frankie, I shouldn't call him Frankie, right? I should call him Todd and Craig, okay? Todd and Craig okay. find his <laughs> – he has a letter. It's like a recording in a package. It's a mail-order psychoanalysis, and they realize he's got a problem, so they hatch this plan. Let's drive him crazy. So is that why they're going to go and drag? Because I saw that in the trailer. That's a different thing. That's so that they can... Okay, the girls learning skiing is like easy and gentle and soft, but the guys learning skiing was like, let's be a man. So they're real afraid of skiing. So they dress up as girls to get the easy skiing lesson. Nice. It goes uphill. The hard one is when you go up the hill. That's an old Gallagher joke. Now, it they, would be tougher if it went up the hill. That's right. That would be real skiing. So they um yeah. they reference some like it hot. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, they're doing some like it hot. And then later they fess up by saying that. I'm sick of this some like it hot routine. Well, because it was around the same time, right? Yeah. Some like it hot came out. Now, I think you wanted bikinis. <laughs> And you're going to get bikinis yes, right now at the pool. Great. Is there a song to Yeah. We're freezing our asses out in the ski lodge. My balls are blue and my nipples tight. Freezing, freezing in the ski lodge. Oh. I wasn't all. Lots, lots more by Richie Adams and Larry Kusick. And Frankie Avalon sings it. So how did their universe work? They just break into song and then they stop yes. and they continue having beers? Right. It's like they just break into song and then they pretend like it wasn't weird. Right. Now, I don't think it's too cold because I'm not seeing too many nipples. Right. Well, you know, there was a censor back there at American International. Oh. Uh, Samuel Z. Arkoff said, six hard nickels is, this, is our deadline. That's it. That's the red line. Don't cross that. That's he met three pair, Carl, when he said six. Yeah. I love that dancing. It's lots more where that came it's like from. like you got a... Uh... Oh, good. It's easy to dance 
You just kind of move your arms around. Nobody applauds. Now this now they're back to the comedy. We're going to learn a lot about Nita. She's from Sweden, Stockholm. Her name's Bobby Shaw, and really, she was in American International Pictures in the 60s. That's Then she went away. All she ever did was um, AIP Pictures. Oh, that's not bad. Is, I like the, you know, out of all the dancers, I like the, the woman who was grinding her teeth, like kind of had that smirk going on. That was pretty cool. That was Linda, our hero. See, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Call intended. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're right. going to go swimming outside of ski mode. Well, now it's we're learning walk. that the boys' instruction is on slope five and the girls' instruction is on lo slope six. Okay, so this is where they dress up in drag. Uh, they will not do it today. They'll do it tomorrow after they learn how tough it is. Their instructor is like a German ex-Nazi guy. Uh, you'll see. Oh. Oh, well, that's a, well, that was only 20 years. You know, the war only ended 20 years ago. That's right. Um, it was fresh and current, yeah. and Nam had not started. Okay, look, you can see right. the... Well, we missed it. You could see the shadow of the cameraman. Oh, nice. All we're having here is fear stuff. Like, we're... They don't know how to ski. They know how to surf, but, you know, right. they're afraid they're so high off the ground and, you know, they're going to break their There's legs. No, skiing. They got to use the surfer talk to go skiing. Okay, I see a big Wednesday. I need you to go full gully. Just catch the wave, bro. It looks like they know how to ski. Yeah, right. Oh! Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Jesus Christ, how do they get a polar bear in the skis? Animal They're training. dangerous animals, Carl. Oh, but I mean, at what price, Carl? At what price is to be that polar bear's animal trainer? So, you're putting your life in your, it's the very cause. I went to Alaska and the guy was like, you know, unlike the grizzly bear where you, uh, you know, you can play dead, uh, with a, don't bother with a polar bear because you'll be dead in a minute. Oh right, they just go. They they don't buy that possum playing possum shit. Right, sniff sniff sniff. So oh, they're going up the hill. Running away. They couldn't hire Andy Rooney for this role. Perfect. Yeah. Use the beach blanket, Babylon. You were mentioning, okay, now they hear laughing girls. Nikki Rooney. Yeah. Well, they're not hearing it. There it is. Yeah, there you go. She goes, we must be near the Swiss border. Uh, oh, of course they're, they're not. Um, they're in Sun Valley, Idaho is where they are. And they were there for three weeks, to the, and the film gives credit to Idaho's Sawtooth National Forest. That's our location. So, but they, Sun Valley, Idaho. They were at Los Angeles City uh, College for the city stuff, and they'll be at Sorrento Beach in Santa Monica at the end. And that's our locations. 
But they never say, let's leave the state. No. They just say, we're going on the ski trip. Wow. Now, Frankie Avalon has the idea, right. let's be girls. So Yeah, but the thing I don't get is that some like it hot, they had to change dress and drag because the mob was going to kill them. They had to do it for their because their life depended on it. Right. Here they're just creepers. I don't know. You think we can get away with this, Carl? You and me, no. Dress up in drag and walk around the ladies, the ladies' uh, ski lounge. Absolutely not. Not you and me. Maybe we could in in the nineties. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. We, Ten years ago, we would have been ace it. We would have been young enough looking that we could have pulled off a pretty. And it would have saved me 20 years of my life to uh, uh, face my, uh, my sexual nature. Right? I would have lived 20 years. They're practicing their girl voices. Oh, right. Are they Buffy and Hildegard? One problem. The hotel for girls. <laughs> They're Jane and Nora. Jane and Nora. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> so their girlfriends, uh, you know, Linda and Barbara are part of Ski Slope 6. And so they're going to kind of get the inside track on their girlfriends. It's kind of, you know, they're going to cheat a little bit. To the, to the Dwayne Mobile. Oh, that's funny you say that because Barbara was Batgirl, will be Batgirl in the 60s. Look, there's the polar bear. It's amazing. Oh my God, the trainer, whatever they paid him back in 1965, they should have doubled it because to get an actual polar bear yep. to skate down, they're such dangerous creatures. Right, though. right. I mean, yeah. Just to be tame is, is must... enough, but to make them ski? Oh. Can you imagine the person that put those skis on the polar bear? Well, let the trainer train them to put them on himself. That would be really quite a My trip. Table. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the ski instructor, Nita, was like, you wait here. And, of course, you know, uh, it, it, this is Jane, by the way, Jane. Uh, Jane is now out of control, um, rolling down the hill. And so they're calling Nita, and, you know, it's going to turn into hilarity as they have to go and get him. Right. Well, because they've never skied before. They're just surfer boys. Right. Exactly. Dressed as women. Exactly. exactly. You've got it. You've got yeah. it. Yeah. And not in that Detroit. This Detroit. Uh oh, wop -do 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 -do. Hilarity. He could have stopped himself. You want to hear my impression of Kate Bush skiing? Yes, please. I'm skiing down that hill, that valley. <laughs> I guess I don't know that song. Oh, running up that hill. Oh, so I'm like but... one of the young people who listen and go, what the hell are they talking about? Safe Are they still pants? talking? 
This is some good skiing. And this is why I paid money to see some stunt skiing. This is bad acting that he's out of control. He's not. They do this when they're on a surfboard. They just have a background of a wave, you know, on a on a screen. And he's like, what the? Yeah. And then they cut to like a real professional. Exactly. And right now he's making a deal with God. Like, if you save me, I promise to say my prayers and brush my teeth. And It's a trap, God. Don't do it. Yeah, right. You can't trust this one. Now, coincidentally, Freddie is skiing along. And Freddie's reading the book Casanova as he skis. See him? Well, well, that's, yeah. He's such a good skier. And and then Freddie says to himself, what good is a book like this without pictures? That's a great joke, right? Yeah. I would love to see uh, shirtless photos of Casanova. I agree with Freddie. Look like Fabio. Wee. Casanova. Okay, so now oil. bump into Jane. Whoa! And guess what? For the first time with a girl almost ever, Freddie is smitten. He is enchanted by this beautiful woman. He had that lady all over him. I know. I... Well, you know, the, the famous line at the end of... Uh... I sound like it hot as Huey Lewis saying, nobody's perfect. It'd be great if Freddie's just like, yeah, listen, I know you're a drag right off the bat. That's what I'm into, man. That's it. Just want to tell you up front. We skiing is fun to watch. Nope. Oh, my God. This guy is head over heels. Now, once again, this is Linda. And she is the star of Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Which I saw. I think Gidget Goes Hawaiian. You yeah, saw her. Her father's Carl Reiner. Yeah. She's great. You know where Gidget got her name? No. In the first Gidget? It's Girl Midget. That's where oh. the surfers started calling her Gidget. Really? Yeah, yeah it was what Moondoggy did. Or Do- Moondoggy. And uh, Rex Rock. <laughs> Rex Rock. Oh. Okay, this is Dr. Martin Gizzy, and he's letting us know that okay. the Medicare enrollment uh, deadline is days away. So you should call health markets. They're unbiased, and they'll help you sort through all these crazy Medicare plans. But are they automatic? No, that's the thing. They're not automatic, so don't get suckered. you got to learn what's the right plan. Don't shop for yourself. You don't know what you're doing. But you can call health markets. Well, do you think the plan will be right for me? Because I'm looking for better coverage but lower cost. Michael, trust me. And trust Dr. Martin Giza, okay? Call health markets. He's a paid endorser. Less coverage. coverage, You could choose your own doctor. Well, how much they must do it at a cost. Oh, no, there's no cost to you. It's just unbiased advice, health markets. Well, what if they can they find me the right plan? Because it seems so confusing. This guy tried to shop on his own, and that was exactly his experience. So he called health markets, and bang, 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 it got handled. 
But you got to call now, Mark. Mike, it's days away. It's days away, the deadline. Oh, I got to, yeah, I'm going to miss that 2060 deadline. Well, let me call. A, beep, E, beep, A, beep, L, beep, beep, dot. Where's the dot? Beep, calm, beep, beep. Ah, it's ringing. December 7th, Pearl Harbor. Uh, finally, Jimmy Dean. This is what I do. I have crusty shit. Oh, Hamilton Beach. Whoa, yeah. look at this. I just thought it was a Jimmy Dean commercial. But fuck, I could do the whole thing. But it's going to take minutes. me forever. Yeah, ready in five minutes. Really? I can make some atrocity and eat it. You can get a breakfast burrito. I can make an egg omelet. Hamilton Beach. Great. But it only got four and a half star ratings out of five. I mean, mm -hmm. what will they... Oh, man. Hey, did I ever tell you the time I took some uh, Araxto and Paraxia? Oh, and man. I got serious. Did you have internal bleeding? I guess it's... You did. Call the lawyers. Yeah, serious. I had some serious internal bleeding. Stroke and death. Yes. Well, I mean, am I entitled? Only if you had... Uh, only if you took Praxa and Okay, polar bear. Oh my God, Look polar bear! How the hell did they trade yeah, the polar bear to, to give you like that? About. Kudos. Wow. Hats I off. mean, I would be scared of my life. Yeah, hats off. Hats off to Dorothy Hamill for doing that too. <laughs> now we're getting that inside oh, perspective I was telling you about. Yeah. Is that Leslie Gore? Do they no. hang around the musicians? Does James Brown hangs out after a song? No, no, that's Linda, who's Deborah Wally, who was Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Okay, perfect. I, you know, I couldn't recognize her with a sweater. If she was wearing a bikini and was in Hawaii, I would have totally remembered. Now look, she's going to tell girl secrets, but you have to swear you'll never tell a boy, ever. Oh, so it's going to be like, I like roses. And then boy him is going to show up with roses. And she's like, how do you know? No, you hear the voiceover? So it's, they said, according to the government's, you know, to keep population growth steady, you can't hear what the secrets are. Oh, they're not going to reveal the girl secrets. Right. Oh, the, the movie, the censors of American International... Exactly. Wow, what a weird, zany movie. Is this whole movie is as zany as that? <laughs> so. That's some Will Ferrell shit. <laughs> um, so. They broke the fourth wall, Carl. Offended that Freddie's coming on to her because he knows that Freddie is sweet on Nora. So he's going to. Right. But the truth is, Freddie's just trying to get close to Nora by getting close to Jane. So he shakes his hand and gotcha. hurts him as a punishment. Oh. Girl's playing hard to get. Yeah. Oh, all right, here we go. This is what I've paid money to see. Them singing on a horse ride in That's the winter right. snowland. Oh, giddy up, giddy up. This is Peyton. There's only one song you sing. Bob Udo and the Four Seasons. 
Well, I guess it's winter right now. There's only one sleigh bell song, and that's Giddy Up, Giddy Up. Right. Sure, it's July. Fuck you. It's it's a wonderful snow. Blah, 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 blah. Peyton the town by the season. Winter. Yeah, some town. Painting the town with snow. White. She was Catwoman. She will become Catwoman. Not yet. Like, yeah, right, 1966. Catwoman, like Harla Quinn, was never uh, originated from uh, the comics. It came from television. Uh-huh. Harla Quinn was the uh, also our, our Star Trek connection, though, because she was that Orion slave girl who was green. Whoa, that's a famous one. Yup, that was the pilot. Wow. Right, I remember afterwards, Kurt went to his checklist and checked off Green Girl afterwards, right? No, no, was like, hey, that list. was Captain Pike. That was Christopher Pike. Oh, that was in the pilot. Right. Yeah. And then Pike said, I am not, uh, I feel uncomfortable hitting on space girls. I <laughs> can't imagine seeing myself doing that week after week. I just have to be honest with you, Gene. I just can't see my character doing that. No problem. You're fired. Hey, Pike. You're fired. Bring in Kirk. He was a much better captain anyway. Well, was he really the Kirk? I mean, I've never seen the pilot. I guess I should. Well, what they did with the pilot is they were like, this is so darn good, we can't waste it. So they made a two-part episode in the real in the series star trek in which it was sort of like a flashback and they used the oh, you pilot. mean prior to kirk that so was like sulu still in there were there still some like crew members in the pilot yes, that weren't recast yes. oh and it was still the enterprise so it was like oh before you came we also had a very lonely christmas i remember it like yesterday well merry christmas captain pike so they had Captain Pike on board, and Spock, like, mutinied and took over the ship and was, like, taking Pike to this planet. And everyone's like, you're under arrest. We're doing a court-martial. And in the court-martial, they got to see all the footage of the pilot. That's how they did it. <laughs> That's how oh. they did it. I would have preferred if, like... Uh... Kirk got hit in the head and he got amnesia as right. people on television do. And he's like, I'm Captain Pike. And they're like, no, why, if you were Captain Pike, it would be something a little like this. So oh, right now, what we're having is more of that trying to get the girl and they kiss and she goes, now you'll have to marry me. And, you know, do you like me? True. Well, you tell me if you like me first and that kind of stuff. That's like in that book, Fun Without Sex. Mm-hmm. By Annette Funicello. <laughs> By, uh, you're not going to get any. So Frankie Avalon's in the back, and he's like, be my girl, Linda. Tell me how to win you over. And he's like, a girl won't reveal that to a guy, but a girl will reveal it to the girl. And so that's, they're pretending to be those English girls, and... That's sort of like the plot that's going to go away. They'll never follow it through. But that was the plan to learn how to get them through asking them questions oh, so you, as girls. 
Can you, obviously we don't listen to the audio because we're too busy uh, reappropriating social media, but did you say that they are uh, have British accents as girls? Yes. And and instead of saying <laughs> ta-ta, they go too-too because they, they, they don't know any better. That's a funny joke. Right. So saying, yeah. They keep saying, honey nut Cheerios. Got to go. Toto, honey nut Cheerios. Ah, toot-toot and honey nut Cheerios. What did he say? He said, honey nut Cheerios, he said. <laughs> he's a blatant Oh, yank. by the way, Carlos. He's a yank. When you say, he's a yank, he is. When you go to safely go to the supermarket, make sure you get honey nut Cheerios and not nut honey Cheerios, because that nut honey is completely different. <laughs> Tastes funny too. Yeah. Cheerio. Oh, here comes a song. I can tell. Okay, so now we're having a song. They're singing about boys, and they're singing "We'll Never Change Them," right? But the right. truth is, this was written as I'll Never Change Him, and it was sung by Annette Funicello in Beach Blanket Bingo, but they cut the scene. I thought I recognized the song. No, they cut it. They cut that it. That movie. Well, I've probably seen, I thought I'd seen it on DVD. I can't imagine. Well, no, they show it on TCM once in a while on a blue moon. But I, I, I must uh, it must have not been a good DVD had they not had the deleted scene. Well... What American International's Pictures did is like they paid money for that song. They Guy Hermick and Jerry Steiner wrote it for them. So since they didn't use that scene, they just put it in this movie. Why not? Why not? It's a fuck beach movie. <laughs> now Jane and Nora come in in the middle of the song. So they start to dance Listen, like fools. Girls, yeah, like they wiggle their hips and smirk. <laughs> By the way, once again, audience, if you see like stops and stutters, it's not your YouTube feed and you're out of sync with us. It's cable TV in Michigan. Yeah, we're too lazy to upload our own movie, so we're mooching off at movie time, which probably mooches off of someone else, to be honest. Right. But it's good to have. It's tough. I've been always looking for beach movies. You know, they and that's what Cello and Frankie Avalon did a bunch of them. They even did yes. one in the eighties, which honestly I never saw it back to the beach, but I should. It has Fishbone and uh right. Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah. With um but, he you know, they're, doing, um, they're... the bird is the word. Oh really? Cool. You didn't see it? You didn't see it. I haven't seen it. Well, um, Pee Wee Herman goes, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is the word. Oh. Well, I worked at a video store in Montclair in the, in the 85, so I've always seen the display in the box, but I just never uh, got around to seeing it. Hey, guys, go hot vodka. Hot cocoa. Here's my urine. It's still warm. Why would you give us your, your oh, God. I just came back from the okay. drug testing hall, and I've got fresh urine. <laughs> Here's oh, to Dr. Leary. <laughs> That's like a hot football. 
they're completely not convincing women just because they have wigs on, you know? They should totally, and they've got makeup too, but they yeah, should they totally. totally. Right. Yeah, it's a little. So now, you would, um, you would think. Barbara is telling a story about how Craig was trying to kiss them on his first date. You know, it's like a humiliating story for Craig, and he's got to pretend that it's ha ha ha. So they're just talking about dumb boys and Craig's first date. And then Frankie Avalon whispers in Craig's ear, boy, that Kinsey was a liar. You know, the sex report. Where's Frankie? Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, that's topical. I didn't get that because it's a 55-year-old yeah. reference. Well, it's surprising. Like, they, uh, it's all about sex, I guess, all the references. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try to leave, but the chaperone, uh, you know, our horn-rimmed glasses guy, locks the door. Good night, ladies, and locks the door. So they're stuck in there. So they break the third wall. He goes... Fourth wall. Fourth wall. He goes, what do we do now? And he goes, well, what's the average age of our audience? And he goes, 15. He goes, well, in that case, we leave. Man, I I guess do fifteen year olds watch this? I know fifty one year olds do. If it was one year olds, they would bang all the girls. But it's only fifteen year olds, so we better leave. Right. And then when they show it on Detroit television seventy years later, they'll have like AARP ads in it. Right. But how do you know? I'm free of, yeah. Michigan is a big state. Well, I mean, like this, I, I, I'm interested in this Detroit. I would love to to learn more, especially Listen. if they're showing just movies like this. Right. Even if this was like ten years ago, that's pretty good. You, you're not gonna have a chance to see a film like this. Because Probably why we have this copy. Fourth wall broken for the first time. Well, they also had the announcer come in. The narrator. Yeah, I guess that counts. But I mean, you really hate it when the actor does it. And he looks at the camera's eye, uh, you know, looks into the eye of the camera. I... Well, listen, can we, can we table that? Because I want to know more about my Medicare Advantage plan. I need one that is not two in one and not one in one, but something that maybe is all in one and has drug money. It also should save you money. Drug money. Well, I drug think what you really want is uh, the free guide. Uh, it's Medicare Advantage Place uh, plan from Humera. Humera. And you can write or call for the free guide. And Mike, there's no obligation. There's no obligation. But if it's unaffordable bi weekly, it's not really the premium plan I want. They're not going to sell you what you don't need, Mike, okay? The Advantage plan for Humera is tailored to your needs, okay? It's Medicare. It's Medicare. But what should I call? Well, is there an obligation? You should call now. No, there's no obligation. When you should call is now. Or you could TTY 7-Eleven. I like how it says call now, but it's, uh, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. <laughs> Oh, operators are standing by me. Oh. 
Listen, I just want to see an average Joe. Maybe he works at the fire department, police department. Okay, so this is a cop who was 480 pounds, but luckily he got weight loss surgery, uh, and he's down to 200 and something, and he's getting (laughs) lower. Like he didn't look, he scored to the kid and not the snack machine. Right, pretty good. Very big change. (laughs) I'll move it for you. Uh, I need quarters. The machine took my dollar. There's a cookie stuck in the spiral. I need you to go down and shake the machine for me. Barracks clinics. What a weird task. And it can help you too. Weight loss surgery. Yeah, but it's going to go into, how can I afford my own funeral though if I get weight loss surgery as well? Right. If you get the affordable death plan, you can, you can afford it. But is there going to be higher biweekly uh, premium? Uh, no, they'll be lower, and you can stop paying the overpriced uh, funeral expenses insurance you have now. Call Senior Life. Okay, but not if there's a medical plan. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, what's it called? There's no medical appointment. No medical check, and you get free magnetic oh. glasses. Oh, that's cool! Like super rare. Yeah, if you put on free magnetic glasses, you stare at metal. <laughs> Your eyes are just drawn to the metal in the room. If you put those glasses on and then you check your time, your clock, your watch will go backwards. <laughs> it'll it'll erase your debit cards. Okay, now June. Now, here he is. The famous voiceover artist is here again. Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah. Okay, so what it is is Miss Sally is calling saying that her wigs have been stolen, okay? And they're hot on the wig market. And we know who stole them, of course. It's, uh, you know, Jane and Nora. It's Craig and Todd. Oh, you you mean Craig and Todd, yeah. Uh, becoming Jane. Craig and Todd stole them again. Uh-oh, here comes Al Pacino. Better run. What I love about June Fulbright, I know deal. I said it before, she made it to 100. She died at 100. That's when you win life. That's when you beat life. Well, she was Smurfette, wasn't she? I mean, she was, she was Rocky. She was Smurfette. She uh, was on no. Joe Piscopo's comedy album from the 80s. Yeah, Jane Ever? Paul, Jane Talley. Oh, it sounds she like married you know, Gary maybe you're right. I mean, I only know her from... Disney movies, like being the princesses and Cinderella and stuff. She had a lot of Disney voiceover work. I think she was smart that. And there's also James, not to be confused with Jane Pally from Good Morning America. This is June Foray. June Foray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so today is the last day of the girls' skiing lessons, and they can get over this some-like-it-hot routine, he's saying. Oh, yeah, right. Now, do you remember their plot to make uh, um, the uh, Mr. – what's his name? Darn it. Our horned rim get – I don't remember it. They want to make him uh, cuckoo so he can't chaperone them with the girls. Um 
And so he's now doing more like, let's drive him crazy. Why did I lose this guy's name? Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. Mr. Peevney. Carl, will you stop with the Hiroshi's accent, all right? It's not funny. <laughs> will you mail this for me, please? I will take that as a uh, yes. I'm going crazy. Listen, I'm just junkie public. No relation to junkie public. Mush. That was a good movie, did you? Mush. What do you want for breakfast? Mush. All the children. By the way, those are... 15 children and 15 different dogs' uh, outfits for that scene. They oh. couldn't get the polar bear uh, animal trainer. They weren't Gidget. So they had to wear costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. Like in Peter. They weren't get, it was 15 Gidgets. 15 Gidgets were there. So now, Nita, they're asking Nita, like, what's wrong with American girls? And she was like, I was just going to ask you the same thing. They're trying to find out more about girls, like, as if they're girls. And American girls are there. They play games and all they do is talk. Not like in Sweden, she's right. flying where we just have sex. Right. Haven't you seen the Swedish movie? Yeah. Well, there's X-rated ones and then there's regular ones. Now, back uh, back in our day, Sweden started it all in the seventies. Right. Well, there's two famous political films. I'm Curious Orange and I'm Curious Yellow. Uh -huh. And there's always like this like appeal of sex. I think one of them was in Taxi Driver. Oh, I forgot the movie that was in Taxi Driver. But it's mostly like, you know, political, uh, topical political uprising in Sweden. So it was, you know, kind of a bait and switch. Oh, yeah. They lured you with the sex. Yeah. They baited you. Come, you come for the sex, you stay for the politics. So now they've learned they that um, Nita has another Swedish friend named Helga who works in town. And so Frankie Avalon, again, he gets a great idea. He says, if we double date with Helga and Nita, our girlfriends will get jealous. And that's Freddie's technique. If the girls want you, then other girls want you. Right, that is a Freddie style. Mm -hmm. So they're... So he goes, okay, we'll go on the date, but I get Nita, not Helga. And he goes, you don't know if Helga could be beautiful. So they ask Nita, what's Helga like? You'll like her. She's a lot of fun. She has a great personality. Nice personality. Yeah. Even in 1965. Okay. So he's going away to come back as Todd in 10 minutes to ask the date. And now we're going to break the fourth wall again. Watch, watch. All right. Look, uh, have a Coke or something. Nothing's going to happen for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> so he told the audience to go <laughs> go get a Coke. But he's still doing it. But he's wrong that nothing's going to happen because Freddie slinks up on Nora. Suggesting they oh, yeah. a bed ride together. He said, I gotta go to the theater manager. The movie told me to take over to the concession stand and I missed the most important part. Yes, that's right. The ski the ski hilar the sled hilarity when he's out of control. 
So he's like, buzz off. And he goes, I brought you Coco. And so now Nora is starting to warm up. Never mind that he's a guy. He's starting to warm really? up to uh, Freddy. Frankie. Frank, no, Freddy. Fred. Are you right. mixing character with Frankie Freddy. Avalon? Well, I thought the character's name was Frankie, and then I realized it's impossible in a Frankie Avalon movie to have a car- other yeah. character other than Frankie named Frankie. So Nora likes that he got brought Coco. You know, it's all right. I'll go right. on a sleigh ride with you. I mean, a sled ride with you. Bonk. Sure, it's not urine from the last for the callbacks. It's possible. Oh, here you go. Oh, it's not a sled ride. He's cruel to women. No, no, no. He makes a mistake. He's like, oh no. <laughs> but she thinks, or he thinks, that Freddie is on, and he's talking to Freddie, and he litters. I know. I cried. That polar bear is sad. By the way, that polar bear, big coke addict, and I'm not talking the beverage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all that snow. Just like <laughs> no, in, what was that movie with John Cusack? Better Off Dead. Oh, right. Really? Better Off Dead. What's so the look, street value of this mountain? Frankie's trying to drive him crazy, so Frankie slips a wig on Mr. Peavy's head. That's not his name. So how many ski movies? I've seen some funny ski movies. There's the, the spiritual prequel to Hamburger, the movie. There's Hot Dog, the movie. Right. There's Ski School 1 and 2 with, with Dean Cameron. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Better Off Dead is a big uh, ski yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's got a ski premise. And, yeah, Ham, Ham, Hot Dog, the movie, yeah, that's the cult one you and I saw. Uh, we saw Hamburger, the movie. Uh, what does the oh, no, you're right. We did see... downhill or what was that? Oh, right. We did see that one. We did. It was, uh, yeah, it was some crazy downhill and South Park made a parody of it. And, yes. Uh, have you seen Force Majeure? This is a film about a family that goes on a ski trip Maybe. and suddenly there's an avalanche. It was made into a, a, a Will Ferrell, Julia Louise Dreyfus movie this year. Do you recommend it? I do. I absolutely do. I'm not going to give away the the ending or the middle, but everyone familiar with the movie knows the the twist in it, but it's really funny. So Yeah, it's good. It's worth it. So Frankie Avalon slipped the wig on his head, and now he thinks that, you know, he keeps having this dream. He tells his psychoanalyst that his mother wishes he was born a girl, and now he's like, I'm a girl! And now he thinks it's catching. He thinks it's contagious. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Is he like uh, DJ or something? Oh, no, right. It's the John Q. Public. He yeah, it's... Um... Oh, gosh. Here it is. Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. So, oh, look. The polar bear even hands yeah. out hot co- cocoa. I would not, he because then when you drink it, he'll slash you. He's yodeling. I check out your ass. Right. He's checking out her ass. Okay, so now it's step one of their plot. On purpose, 
Frankie is asking questions as if he's a reporter kind of thing for a school newspaper, but it's also that the girlfriends can overhear. Oh, wow. That is some bad journalism. Fake news. Fake news. He's just trying to, just trying to make his girl jealous. Right. Which gets it. So right now she's saying was, like, was... like um, we have eight months of night in Sweden. And he's like, what do you do? Do you do this? Do you do that? They say, no, no, no. And the implication is all they do is have sex in the dark. Right. They don't have television. Right. PlayStation wasn't invented back then. Which we know from COVID. But I do now. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there's plenty she, of things to do in the dark. Just PlayStation. She goes, what, do you, what did you ever see in him? And she goes, I don't know. But I do know now. Because now she's starting to, like, want him back. Oh, something. right. It's working. Plans working. He should sing a song. <laughs> oh. We'll be back after this. After Michelle Geller. Hi. Oh, it's this, right? Yeah. You probably have to poke your face and stick thing and then brush it. And it's still there. Yeah. Well, my sex cult has come up with a new formula. Oops, I mean my paid sponsorship. Oh, it's concealer. It's not even medication. It's a medical concealer. See, if you have a blemish, you put concealer on, but that just makes the blemish worse. I you do. Got more. I know. I dust it. I damp it. I brush it. Mm -hmm. So what we got here is a medical concealer. So when you put on the concealer, it's actually healing your blemish. I need, I need a second opinion. Do you have any outside testimonials? No, it's a commercial. <laughs> well, what about Sarita and Amanda? And, uh... Oh, you're saying... Hey, did you hear the great news? Itself? Yes. Yeah, there's three of opinions, and they're all for the medical concealer. The repairing concealer. Well, do I get a free gift, at least? Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I got to repair. <laughs> well, what's Megan's opinion about it? Because I know she was like... She looked pizza face. Oh, that's Pizza Face. I, I didn't know her name was Mel. Uh, pizza Face frowns and Concealer Girl smiles. Right. That's before and after. Yeah. God, that's a lot of stuff to put on your face. You ever see the before yeah, and after? It's clearly not the same person. Right. Well, it's usually like before is like a fat guy waiting for the bus, and then afterwards it's this buff guy lifting a bus. <laughs> Free shipping. You know, Mike, nothing captures right, this moment like a photo. That's why I use Vistaprint. Oh, here it is. Yeah, so, well, tell me, because I have so many summer memories and awesome adventures and affordable moments that I just don't know how to print them into a card. Mm -hmm. Vistaprint. That's how I made my Hanukkah cards, Vistaprint. <laughs> well... Yeah, your Arbol through day card was terrific. I, it was a picture of you in a tree. Happy Sukkot. Is it some style, some sizes? Is it some paper stock? Because otherwise... No, it's all paper stock. It's all sizes. All right. All right. 
Hang on, hang on. I'm an American eligible for Medicare. I need someone's calling for oh, my attention. That's good because the deadline yeah, is just days away. Uh, December 6, 2016. Listen, what you should do is you should well, listen to Dr. Martin Giza and call Health Markets. They have unbiased opinion that will help you make the right choice. What's the right plan for you? Well, I do want to update my plan and do it at no cost. Or lower my cost. Yeah, call Health Markets. Carl, I'm not doing this if it's automatic. That plan is still rewriting me. It's not automatic. You've got to make the choice. And how can you with all the complicated Medicare A, B, Q? You should really call uh, health markets. What, for dumb biased opinion? Un- I don't want dumb biased opinion. <laughs> dumb biased opinion. Oh, no. Huh? No, because it says smart, unbiased opinion. Uh-huh. Well, can I choose my own adventure? It's hot. You want it to cover more and cost less. Hot mic. Woo! What does uh, an actor say about it? Are we alone? Yeah, right. Health markets takes away the confusion. See? That's the way to go. Are oh. you a dummy? Well, yes. <laughs> Now, I wish these cards... Oh, the deadline is December 7th. Because we're about to see James Brown. If we could just fast-forward through these commercials... Oh, uh, just come on. I know. Well, this, this uh, again, this is a one-hour and 59-minute video, so we will be... Uh, it's a jam-packed show. I couldn't even take my time to say it, because I have... The, part of the, that extra minutes at the end is the commercials. Okay, so we'll bail out at them. Yeah. So... Here we go. All right. Yeah, now I'm the only person on this whole planet who doesn't like the song I Feel Good. Right. It would have been nice. He had other songs back then. It would have been nice to see him do another song. But that's a good song. Well, it's his big hit, and AIP was very lucky to get it. He had done a movie called The Tammy Show. It's uh, it's capital T-A-M-I. And I think it's like teenage America music uh, oh. international, and it was a it was a closed circuit live presentation sent through satellite to certain uh, theaters, and it was a live music show, and it ended with James Brown and it's a phenomenal performance, and he just you know he stands apart. Uh, so did his bus break down and he had to go to the ski resort? No, they are the ski patrol, and they just brought back Mr. Mr. Peevney. Oh, right. And so they came to get their St. Bernard's refilled the drinks. Oh, yeah. That's his Blues Brothers 2000 as James Brown lit up a uh, movie screen. Now he's introducing the flame by name, Lloyd, Bobby, and Bobby. Nice. Out of sight. Was the flames, uh, that wasn't his big group, right? Yeah. Here we go. Wow. Oh, James Brown and the Fabulous Flames was the one who recorded "I Got You," which everyone knows as "I Feel Good." Oh, it's not called "I Feel Good." It's called "I Got You." Look at that sweater. I know that. Wow, look. I know it is. It is sweater, no less. 
Now, he, James Brown said, I felt like I was in a straitjacket during his appearance here. I don't know why he says that. Like, he didn't well, the, enjoy... the ski parties weren't segregated than the gray. The ski parties weren't segregated than the Greyhound bus ride over, that's for sure. Yeah, part of the the implied joke here was that, like, they're an all-black ski can, ski patrol, you know, in this white bread resort. Oh. But he didn't... He just happened to be James Brown on the planet. Now, James Bren Brown never split his pants before when he did his, you know, his... His signature split at the end of songs. Yeah, but he he splits his pants when he does it. Wow. Yeah. That's because American International pants are so cheap. Yes. AIPs. Inter American International pants. Picture I just pants. think the song is so quirky and jerky. I feel good, and it's a horrible well, saxophone player. Is this, uh, is this not the version that's embedded in my head? This is the like famous version, version of, of the radio, yes. I got you! Jerky! Listen to the sax, Mike. Oh, they'll leave it. You but hate that, huh? It's like a 1 minute 45 version. A 45 second version and we're about to see him split his pants but he plays it off like it didn't even happen but it was in his memoirs does he go to chase from uh happened oh man He's well i'll be honest my computer crashed on me did it? Should I pause? Yeah, go ahead and pause. All right. I'm just waiting for it to. I'm, I just turned on the browser. Sorry, audience. We're gonna take a breather Sorry, from James audience. Brown. It's the worst when we. James... Yeah, it's just you know, Mutiny Radio Studio. Where where are you at, Carl? <laughs> okay, one minute. I mean, an hour thir an hour thirteen minutes and twenty three. Thirteen twenty three. I'm at. Okay. Perfect. You have to count me up. Okay. Sounds good. Rip his pants. Rip his so good. Gonna rip my pants. Uh, 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 rip. Count me up now. Okay, hang on a sec. Gonna rip those pants. <laughs> oh. Oh. And the snow went in his balls. All right, I'm at 17, 18, 19, 20, 3, 2, 1, go. They're having a, a post-James Brown beach party, a uh, right. tea party. Playing cards. You know, I just read that the NBA passed out new rules for uh, their players, and they said during practice, if you play playing cards, you need to dispose the deck after every game. Really? Yeah, for COVID. You can't, you can't use the same playing, deck of playing cards twice. So Freddie is upset because Nora's lost in the wilderness. You know, he let him go, let her go on the sled. And then um, Barbara is very mad because Craig disappeared for 20 hours. 
Nobody saw him, and Nora was going in and out of his room. Clearly, he's with Nora. Oh, right. So he's, she's huffing off. And Freddy is jealous. Wow, Freddy's head of...